0: Oh, Angie and Jackie, sitting in a tree.
1: K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First came love, then came marriage, then came the baby and the... How are we gonna have a Step baby? Step one. Find That guy? Or this guy? Well he works at a law firm. Step two. You gotta stick it in you. IUI? IVF? Oh. Step three. A lot. i'm gonna pee on this stick and i'm gonna watch the
2: clock okay. step four repeat the first
1: three i can't wait until we have a baby the baby mama's podcast
2: okay so this is episode 36 37 38? 38 38 <laughs> we are going to give you a little rundown of what happened of how sterling came to be where should i start
1: Start at the beginning.
2: Okay. There's a man
1: and a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Our friend Lucia is here to help us tell the story. Yeah. She's hearing it for the first time and she's going to ask questions so that we don't forget details.
2: Yeah. Because I've told this story a lot now. Okay. So, Anne was due on September 6th. This, on September 3rd, it was actually my last shift at work um, before having a month off. And I was, like, really nervous about whether she would be... Overdue, and if she would come really late, because I would miss all this time with her. So it was very un- like a happy surprise, I guess, that on the third at 6 a.m., and she started having contractions, and I was still at work. She sent me an email and was like, "Hey, like I'm having some like pretty strong sensations, like stronger than anything I felt." Um, gave me all these times. It was like it was like 5:55, 6:07, like 6:15, like all these very like pretty regular times. And I, like, read this while I'm, like, just finishing up my last break at work. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I try and call her. And we were having some sort of weird, like, phone vortex moment where I would call her, it would connect, and nobody could hear anything. And then she would call me, it would ring once, it would connect, and nobody could hear. And this happened, like, three or four times, and I was freaking out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I need to know what's happening with my wife. So I finally connect because I went out onto the patio at work. Because there's, like, weird safety measures in the building. So I think maybe that was, I don't know, the weird phone stuff happens there. So I finally can hear her, but it sounds like we're, like, in a tunnel or something. Like, it's, like, super choppy. Like, and I'm like, ah! I finally just, like, just, I think you said just text me. Yeah. So we're just texting about it. I'm like, do you want me to come home? And she was like, no, 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 like, it's fine. I, you have, like, 40 minutes left of your shift. You may as well just finish it. And I was like,
1: Pfft. Yeah, because I'm just so focused. I wasn't going to, like, have the baby in 40 minutes. Yeah,
2: I mean, obviously, like, we both kind of were like, you know, this is probably just early labor, it probably won't be staying, like, these things, first child, like, it's going to take forever. So I go back to sitting at my desk, and I'm like, I can't take another call right now. I'm so distracted, like, there's no way. So I tell my coworkers, like, directly around me, I'm like, uh, so this is happening, I think maybe Angie's in labor, I don't know, but I really can't, like... If I'm just sitting here not taking calls because we're not red lighting, like, I hope that's okay. And everyone's like, no, we don't care. It's like 6.20 in the morning. It's not busy anyway. So I just sat there and, just, like, was emailing Ange, like, a million questions. Like, okay, so how are you managing the, the contractions? And she was like, oh, like, it's fine. I'm just, like, breathing through them or whatever. You were just like,
1: here by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't alone. that strong. It was, like, mild, strongish. Like, you were still making brunch for when she got home. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, and so it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, there's something happening. Okay, it's done now.
2: And like I was asking things like, um, can you talk through them? So that gives you an idea of how strong they are. And like I don't remember what else I asked. Honestly, I guess I could look back. You at just emails, kept
1: you kept being like, are they still happening? <laughs> have you had another one yet?
2: How about now? How about now? Yeah. How about much. now? Because I was just like vibrating. I was like, I can't fucking be at work. Like I don't care. And finally, you should I was
0: like, have, like Facebook Live or like streamed or somehow <laughs> Skype You can't do that. Yeah.
2: <sighs> yeah, we only had good old fashioned medical email.
0: emergency. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well. Because I decided to, like, we decided that I would stay at work, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do this. But then, like, the minute, because I can't leave until someone relieves me, I was like, can I be the first one relieved? Please! Like, I have to go! It's like, oh, like, me, 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 please! So this girl's like, hey, like, can I, like, have your wrist rest? I'm like, only if you relieve leave me right now. She was like, okay. (laughs) I, like, ran out into the parking lot to the car and called her the second I got in the car. I was like, what's happening now? She's like, nothing. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, I really want you to stay on the phone with me. She's like, okay, can you, like, drive safely? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Like, whatever. I think I got home in, like, 15 minutes or something. And then I just sat there and was like... In my head, I was like, this isn't really happening right now. Like, this can't... This happen. is what I came here for? <laughs> no, I just didn't think, like, it was really happening yet. Just because of all the things. Like, it's... She's... It's, it's like, before she's even due, it's her first baby, so it's probably not gonna... There's no
1: way Caitlyn would be
2: right. No, Yeah, there's no way Caitlyn could be right. Ten
0: days later is when she was gonna be born. Yeah, I mean, time. I was like,
2: Lucia's obviously <laughs> right, so it's, like, ten days ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so... But I was just like so excited. So I'm like, okay, well why don't we just try and like run you a bath? Because if it's early labor, if it's like practice and hicks, having a bath should make the contraction stop. So we did that and they didn't. We're like, okay, they obviously were like helped, but so then I started messaging our doula Kendall. We're like, okay, so this is happening. Like, I don't know, these are like the intervals or whatever that they're coming at. She asked a couple questions. I don't remember what those are either. <laughs> so she basically just said, like, okay, well, you know, keep Keep doing what you're doing. Let me know when you want me to come. Just keep in mind that it's going to take me about an hour to get there because she's coming from Delta. Mm. So it's like, okay, that's fine. So then was like, okay, but, um, so it's like, and she's had, like, she had diarrhea a couple times, which is another, like, sign. Normal
0: Saturday, though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like another sign that this is, like, really labor. And the, the contractions weren't stopping, and I was like, every time something like that happened, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually happening today. Holy shit.
1: And in my head, I'm like, oh. I actually had, like, a, a big poo, <laughs> like probably shortly after I emailed you saying like mm-hmm. hey this is happening and I was like hmm interesting because Anne's not like again. a wake
2: up in the morning and poop herself kind no. of person.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you was, feel like the birth now that you've experienced both things like
1: is pooping akin the to same paper? yeah the same as birth yeah kind of similar yeah. but like bigger and knew it yeah and yeah. <laughs> that like mid poo there's no way you're gonna stop doing <laughs> you know what I mean and that's like you can't as, pinch it off. Yeah. yeah that's the same as like birth and like. There's a point at which like you just have to give yourself over to the process. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you say to yourself
2: regularly in the bathroom? Yeah.
1: <laughs> just give yourself over, Angie. Just let it ha- just let it go.
2: Just let that be there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just let it be there. <laughs> <laughs> let it go.
2: Um, so <clears throat> anyway, Angie finally is like, I'm Okay, sleeping. like you need to sleep. I was like, What do you mean? I'm fine, it's fine. I was having like serious FOMO. I like couldn't It's like, go to sleep. I've been waiting for this for so long. I don't want to sleep, but I had not slept at all. I worked a night shift,
1: so... um, And, yeah. So, I was like, okay, uh... So, then I was like, well, I don't want to sit around, and (laughs) Jackie's not going to go to sleep if I'm by myself, so I'm going to call Sarah. Yeah. And she's going to be there for the birth anyway, so I was like, come hang out with me if this is... Actually, I believe
2: I texted her, and I said, what are you doing today? And she was like, um... Just, like, unpacking, unless we're having a baby today, and I was like, Yeah, but Maybe? I texted her
1: before that. Oh, had you? Yeah, and oh, I was like, right, right. just so you know, I'm having, like, some cramping. I don't know what it is, but just give you a heads up. Oh, okay. A
0: real heads up here is that the only reason you guys were texting me is because I was flying to Peru that day. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, you would have been in Exactly. On it. Yeah. I know. The baby was like, finally, <laughs> Lucy is gone. I can do this. So, yeah. So, Sarah comes over, and I'm like, I, like, can't. I was like, no, but I was going to clean the house. I was going to, like, I couldn't. <laughs> shut off, and I, like, instantly went into cleaning mode, because Roxy puked in the dining room, and I was like, if we're having a home birth, the cat just puked on the floor, this is not sanitary, I have to clean the house, I, like, totally, like, went into crazy mode, I was, like, doing the dishes, and, like, There was laundry to be folded, and I was vacuuming. I vacuumed the whole house. I steam mopped the entire house. Sarah gets here, and she's just laughing at me. I'm like, I realize this is crazy. I understand that, but I still need to do this. So, And Sarah's like, I'm giving you 10 minutes. You have 10 minutes, and then you're done. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I just have to finish mopping this floor. Like, Get your feet (laughs) out.
0: Totally nuts. Was the pool set up?
2: No, 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 no. So looking back on it, I think that I went into cleaning mode because I felt really... Out of, control. Out of control. I didn't have any control over anything. I didn't know when Angie was going to have like go, like, what was going to happen. The fact that I had to miss stuff was, like, really bothering me. I, like, couldn't, I didn't want to accept that. I was like, no, this can't be happening yet. Like, I had a whole list of things in my head that I was going to do. Angie and I were going to have this, like, ridiculous, like, last day together. I was going to I planned this, like, spa day at home thing that we were going to, I just, like, had all this stuff that I was like, no, we're going to do all these things and then the baby will come. But the baby didn't she didn't listen. <laughs> so finally, and just like, and so whatever. So I'm starving because I've just been like cleaned the entire house. It's like 930 in the morning. I haven't slept. I'm like running on fumes and I'm hungry. So I'm like, well, let's just have something to eat. Andrew's hungry too. So we both had some of this chicken soup that she made the night before. Um, and Sarah like said, Which up- I was
1: like, I'm okay with peaking up chicken soup
2: because I'm <laughs> probably going to vomit. Peaking
1: up soup. I'm okay with.
2: So then we have the soup and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to call our midwife before
1: I go to sleep. So I call her and like... Which I'm glad you did because I wouldn't have done that.
2: Well, I just wanted... I, for me at that point, I was like, I just want to give her a heads up so she knows what her day might be like. I was like, you know, just... I think this is early labor. It looks like it actually is. Like, she's actually in labor so far. Um, it's probably going to be hours, but just so you know, like, maybe you want to have a nap because we're going to need you tonight. Like, whatever. So she asked a couple questions. She's like, oh, okay, so is Angie still timing her contractions? I was like, yeah. She's like, tell her to stop. Tell her, stop doing that. You're not going to do that for hours and hours. Just, like, tell her she can start timing them again once they change. Once do you remember what change. else she asked
0: you? Uh, no, I don't.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, no, I don't really remember. Um, but I just kind of gave her the rundown. Like, she's been having these contractions pretty regularly since 6 a.m. They're not going away. Put her in the bath. That didn't change anything. Whatever. Kind of just told her what, what had been going on. <clears throat> so I come back from bed. And I'm like, Did she say it sounded like early labor, or was she like? She's like, uh, okay, probably, yeah, yeah like, yeah, just keep me posted. Like, she wasn't, she wasn't like, bitch, please, this isn't <laughs> happening today. Like, n- nobody was like that, but I think everyone was thinking that, like, this isn't happening yet. Yeah, so I come out and tell Angela, like, okay, like Steph says to stop timing them, don't do anything. And Angela's like, okay, go to bed. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. So it's like ten fifteen. I'm finally going to bed, and I just looked at her. I was like, call me if anything, like, come get me if anything changes, whatever. So I finally go to sleep.
1: And then Sarah and I watched Alias. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. It's a good show. You need That's to give the it another worst try. You need in to give it another try
0: for your daughter. No she way, man. It. It put
1: me in the zone. <laughs> Jennifer Garner kicking ass. She was like, I can do anything. Yeah,
2: totally. Sydney Bristow can, can like and get so her was, teeth
1: ripped out and like still be a badass. Yeah. And so I was like, I'd have a track and be like, but this part is so good when she kicks the guy in the face and i to be like, "Yeah, I know," and watch it. <laughs> Fuck, I love Jennifer Garner. Like, yeah. I guess I didn't miss. We it. didn't. I, I didn't miss that much. <laughs> no, seriously, that's all we did was yeah. just sat and watched it and talked about how much we love Alias and Jennifer yeah. Garner for forty-five minutes.
2: Yeah, and then Ange comes to get me, and I like literally went to
1: sleep at ten fifteen. It's el- it's eleven thirty, and she's like, "I need you to come oh. out." Kendall's on her way. Which is so weird because nothing had really changed. I just had this sort of like feeling of like something's coming yeah something's gonna change like kendall you should come i have to wake up jackie and i just sort of like stood up and did all this stuff and mm-hmm. sarah so was like what are you doing but she didn't even
2: give me any more information than that she just said that and i was like coming out of like the depths of sleep i was like what is that what is and i like looked at the clock and i was like 11 30 for like a half second i was like at night like what is day is it what's <laughs> ha- who what's changed why is Kendall coming? Like what's going on? So I finally come out here. And then like right after I woke Jackie up, <clears throat> it got so much more intense. Yeah. So I come out and she's like standing in the door frame um f- between the living room and the dining room with her arms on the doorframe, like swaying back and forth. And Sarah that was actually really cute. Sarah's standing right next to you with her arms up too. Obviously she wasn't having a contraction, but it was just really cute. I don't know. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't presume to know what Sarah was- <laughs> I <was>
0: not
1: feeling. <laughs>
2: Um, and I'm just like, okay. And I'm trying to like take everything in that's happening and I'm asking some questions. I like, don't really remember a lot about exactly what happened then. But and then I, I vomited. Yeah. You were then, in
0: pain by this point. Like, oh this yeah. Is like it was,
2: and it was like silent. She didn't make a sound really. And like, you were just like, you were just breathing and it was really quiet and
0: it was just looked intense. So I was like, okay, this seems different than the contractions that were happening before I slept. Um is that like training that you had received or did it just kind of that was just your body's response to that intensity?
1: Yeah, I think it was just carried over from what I'd been doing before. Like I didn't want to get myself worked up, so every time I was getting a contraction at that point I was counting, mm-hmm. just going like one, two, three, four. And then also one of the meditations that I had listened to, like pain meditations. Imagine a a white light coming into your body and then grabbing the pain and and leaving your body as like a black dust, yeah, yeah. and so I was kind of doing that. That Did only that work? worked. It worked to a certain point, and yeah. then once they got too intense, it was like fuck. That's what I've heard about yeah. the pain meditations yeah. from birth. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. So that. So the. Yeah. Then she puked, and I was like, oh shit. That's another big thing. Like usually, like it's just your body's just getting everything out because it's like we don't have room or time for this shit. Also, having a full bladder. Did you pee a lot? I I forgot to ask you that. Because having Um, a full bladder interferes with your, like, contractions. Because it's like your bladder is competing for space with your uterus. I think I probably peed when I pooed. Well, probably. Finally, I kind of, like, look at Sarah and I'm like, how, like, how, how long have they been this close together? Because they were coming every three and a half to four minutes. And she's like, um, like, 35, I think at that point it was like half an hour, maybe even 45 minutes. And I was like, or no, it was an hour, wasn't it? When I finally asked. And I was like, okay, um, all right. Because we were told by our midwife, like you should call when they're it they they're their little like things like four one one. They're four minutes apart. They're coming every minute for a minute.
1: They're lasting a minute,
2: and they're coming a minute apart.
1: Yeah, or something like that. What's the I four then? No, they've been they've been they've yeah <laughs> every four, four minutes, minutes apart for, for an, an hour, hour and they and last a minute. Yeah,
0: there we go. But that really stuck in your brain. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you <job>. know what?
2: <laughs> it's been it's been over three weeks, and a lot of shit is gone. I'm sorry. But, um, and I'm also having my first drink in like a month
0: and it feels great.
2: Um, anyway, so I'm like, oh, okay. We like, so I call and Kendall had gotten here in that sort of period of time. And she just instantly, like she and Sarah kind of started setting up the birth pool. Cause I don't, I was like a zombie. I don't even know how I like was coherent because I had had an hour and a, an hour and 15 minutes of sleep in like at that point in like 20 something hours. So I called the midwife and Ange's contractions were like definitely amping up. and So Kendall got here and she and Sarah started putting the birth pool, like assembling it, um, which I hardly remember any of. When Kendall was here, she like made, she went, she made Ange get on the toilet. She was like, just sit on the toilet for a couple contractions. We're like, okay, that's weird. And when she did that, the mucus plug came out. Is
0: that your water breaking?
1: No, no. Okay. it's like the plug to the water. Yeah, uh, kind of. It's right. like the plug to your cervix. Yeah. Okay. It's basically like pre water breaking. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got. And it was gross. It was like a bloody mucusy. It's not snotty. Rocket.
2: Yeah, it was really gross actually. But then I was like, oh, and she like showed Kendall. She <laughs> I was, was like, like
0: oh, <laughs> you like touched it? With she well, was
1: wiping. I was wiping, and I was like, oh, that's a snotty mucusy fleshy thing and I was like that's the thing is this
0: my cervix
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're not a snotty mucusy thing well you actually are a little bit But (laughs) anyway so then um, we put Ange in the bath and it was really funny because we're trying to set up the birth pool and Ange had set up like she'd tried the hose Which we needed like a hose extender because we needed two hoses. because Yeah, I had
0: so many logistic issues about this goddamn pool like all the way in here and your sink is three rooms away. Yes, so it was
2: kind of a challenge because the way Ange had tested it out, she hadn't tested it out hooked up to both ends. So each end fit, but on the same end, if that makes sense. So you couldn't hook up both sides. Um, There was like an adapter,
1: so it fit on one end to the to the our hose but it didn't fit the other end to the hose to come in to the living room to fill the birth pool yeah so so i'm in the bath and they're like fucking around trying to connect this thing to our shower head because it was the only one that worked so there was like four people in our pretty small bathroom and i'm like and they're dropping things and i would kept being like people need to stop dropping shit because it's totally fucking with my head yeah because i'd be like in the middle of a contraction be like bang and like getting jarred out of your like Zen place was really distracting.
2: Well, we were trying. We were trying really hard to keep her out of it, but it it was in the bathroom and she was in the bathtub, so it was like happening right around. And there was
0: mucus everywhere. Yeah,
2: the wall to wall mucus um, and blood. Don't forget the blood. Um, but then, so then, you know, she have a contraction. She like, but it's attached to the thing. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. We got it. Like, don't worry about it. We got it. But then we totally didn't have it. Like, it wasn't working. So we finally were just like, fuck it. Yeah, so I, can I just tell like you literally- guys were just
1: like placating me by being like, yeah, it's fine.
2: Yeah. Even though you're like,
0: because <laughs> it wouldn't.
2: Building is so old, like none of the taps mm. have like. Anyway, it was super frustrating. So then I ended up just like holding it on the faucet in the in the sink, like holding it because it wouldn't. It was like too, the hose was too big, so it was just like water was spraying everywhere, and it was hot water, so it was like spraying all over my hand. And I'm like, this is fine, <laughs> everything is fine. And Sarah was sitting next to Angie in the tub, and and then Sarah finally was like, Do you want to switch? And I was like, Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> so I was sitting with Ange and. Um, it was funny because every time she had a contraction, she would just, like, start splashing her belly with water. So I was, I just grabbed a cup and was, like, pouring water on her belly while she was having contractions and, like, reassuring her and telling her she's wonderful. And then they got you out of the tub. Back on
1: the back toilet. Back
2: on the toilet again. Kendall said back on the toilet What's again. This obsession with the toilet? Apparently, it's
1: the way that you sit and the fact that, like, you kind of, like, let go of, mm. like, holding anything in, it's just a really good way to labor. Mm-hmm. So then I had three contractions on there, and the last one, my water broke. So Perfect, it was so clean! I know, right? I was like, my wife finally gets it!
2: She gets it in, like, the perfect moment, too, that she was like, clean, clean, clean.
1: Um, And then at that point is when the urge to push started, once my water broke. And that freaked me out, because that was completely different from everything else I'd been feeling.
2: So Kendall, put a diaper on her. Because after your water breaks, just shit starts leaking out of there. So, like, you can labor and you don't have to think about it. So she's just walking around in a diaper, basically, and came back to this little doorway. It was, like, her little, like, safe space, but super awkward because it's where you have to go in and out of to get to the pool, and Kendall's, like, running back and forth with pots of hot water and, like, stepping around and, like... Sarah and I were taking turns kind of being in front of Ange and like with Sarah, obviously Sarah's much taller than I am. She would like kind of hang off of Sarah and then with me, she would like grab my head and put us like head to head and like grab around behind my hips. was like, she was like she was trying to brace against me but there's nothing to grab onto. She like really wanted me to have handles and at one point she started biting me and she was trying to bite my neck and I had to like get away from her because she was gonna take a chunk out of me like it was I would have it was she said she had this like insane urge to just like rip my flesh and I
1: was like oh that's nice that wouldn't be very useful right now <laughs> not necessarily your but it just to bite down on something yeah. like I definitely would have like put all of my energy mm-hmm. into your body that would have been really bad yeah
2: but she was like vocalizing or toning she was toning very well it was like really amazing that she just was making these, like, low moans, and then if it would get really intense, she would kind of get higher, and then I would just, like, remind her. I'd either say something, or I'd just start moaning with her, and just be like, when she'd, she'd go high, and just go, uh, and then she would kind of bring it down, and it was very... Can
0: you do one for me right now? <laughs> no. Uh,
1: no. <laughs> I have some, we have it recorded, I'll play it for you later. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing how much toning, like, making those noises, helped with the pain relief. Like, you'd think you're going through something so tense, like making a noise, how is that going to help you? Mm. It's The only amazing.
2: thing I can compare
1: it to is, like, that small
2: sensation that you get when you, like, yawn, and you're just like, ahhh, and it just feels so good when you do it. It's, like, the, like, nothing compared to, I'm sure, but just in the sense of, like, making noise
1: Yeah, to make something like feel that, better. Though. No, okay. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's not. It's sort of just, like, matching how you're feeling with your voice does something to sort of like take you out of it and it, it, it allows you to like redirect what you're s- concentrating on to be the noise that you're making mm-hmm. rather than just the pain that you're feeling and sort of like so you're not hyper focused on ow 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 you're just sort of like uh just like letting it all out mm-hmm. i don't know it's really surprised me it was cool that it was helpful
2: yeah so at that point Ange is in the diaper. She's what doing time it? is it by now? I have no idea.
0: Like, no. Still morning?
2: No, it was about tw- no. I do. It's about twelve fifty-two, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to It was because Ange was like, "Where's the midwife?" Because yeah, Kendall showed up around eleven thirty, and then you had called at twelve-ish. No, you called her at eleven thirty-ish. So Kendall showed up at eleven. 11- yeah, I don't know, something like that. And you had called Steph and you had asked her to come. And she said, okay, like, sounds good. I have, like, one other home visit to do. I should be there in an hour. So she was supposed to be here at about 12.30. So you called her around 11.30. And this is, like, I remember finally Ann was like, where's the midwife? And I looked at the, my phone and I was like, it's 12.52. She's, like, half an hour past almost now where she, when she said she was going to be here. So um, I was like, okay, I'm going And And she, I think right before that had said, I feel like I, w- I want to push. And Kendall was like, just do what your body's telling you to. It's okay. Just go with it. So I call Steph, and she's like, I'm two minutes away from your house. Is that okay? Are you guys okay? I said, yeah, that's fine. So she came in just started setting up her stuff, started, like, taking vital signs, like, listened to the baby's heartbeat, took some vital signs from Ange, um, and there was just, it was crazy, like, how much stuff. I thought we had a big house, a big apartment, and it was full of stuff.
1: It looked like a Dexter Kill room. Yeah, (laughs) like, we
2: literally walked in, and there's, like, a... There's, like, a tarp under, or not a tarp, but, like, a plastic draped under the birth pool. There's, like, the pool's set up, and then there's, like, a big, huge plastic cover over that, which I didn't realize was disposable, so they just throw it out afterwards. I was like, that's how this stays sanitary. Gotcha. (laughs) And then the whole, like, the whole couch was covered in plastic. It seriously did look like a kill room. It was ridiculous. What were they expecting? You just, like, shoot Uh, the baby into the wall? They know what they're doing. It was for (laughs) good reason. So, yeah. so, So, midwife's here. Birth pool's still getting set up, um, and just still kind of going through her contractions. And then finally, the birth pool's ready. So like, okay, we're gonna get you in the birth pool.
1: And like, pushing, the pushing f- sensation, is well, the way that I experienced, like you're not in control anymore. Like that's when it switched. Before mm-hmm. it's like you're having contractions and they feel like cramps. Like it just sort of like it stays. But this is like your body is suddenly like, okay, this fucking thing's getting out. Mm-hmm. And I. There was nothing that I could do to stop it or start it or have any control whatsoever. So when I was like pushing and being like, Ugh! that was just my body making me do that.
0: Mm-hmm. It was pretty you, amazing to watch. You're not consciously pushing. No, no, I
1: wasn't doing a fucking thing because it was so intense. That you I had a cigarette, added to reading it. magazine, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I was just like, whatever. Well, I think at that point, it's really about not resisting it. It's like the, the closest thing that I can compare it to is vomiting. So when you have the urge to vomit and you have to, there's you can't be like, I'm not going to do it. It's coming out of you. But it's like your entire lower half is vomiting out a baby. <laughs> That's a great analogy.
2: Oh, you're puke. Yeah, you're just human puke. I'll call you a little puke. She's currently snuggled up on me. And also
1: that feeling, it felt so big and so overwhelming. Mm. It was kind of like scary, but I wasn't like necessarily scared. It just sort of was like, holy fuck. This is like overwhelmed. so... Yeah much bigger than me.
2: And she kept saying... And this is when, like, I think when it's she started kind of pushing and she was in transition, as they say, that's when she kind of wasn't just... She wasn't just toning anymore. She started saying things. And usually, like, everybody... That attends birth says, like you can tell when a woman is is pushing. It will sound. It will go from just being like a huh thing to a huh. Uh, they they all make that sound. So Anne started making that sound, but she didn't just do that. She did that and was like fuck, fuck, <laughs> god damn it, shit, fuck, like so many swear words. It was pretty awesome. I think that's perfect. And then, but then I think right before, I don't know if it was right before or like when you got into the birth pool. Around that time, you started getting kind of negative. And you were like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I think at one point she said, I don't want to do this. And I was like, you don't have to. And she just looked at me like, fuck you. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say that anymore. That wasn't helpful. At one point you were like, I don't like... <laughs> she just yelled out, this is terrible! <laughs> and everyone just laughed because it's like, yeah, man, it is.
1: It's it's okay to say that. I was saying all sorts of hilarious shit. Oh, she was like, so funny. Like, listening back, I think I was like, it's hurting my palate! Yes, <laughs> you did say that at one point. It's like, you, it, it's like it sounded...
2: Like, it took everything for you to get those words out, but you wanted someone to know that. And Steph was like, yep, you can definitely feel your pelvis is making room for the baby. And then at one point, she's like, it's tearing! No, it's just lots of stretching. It's just lots of stretching, Angie. It's lots of stretching.
1: Yeah, I was like, fuck you, I'm tearing. I know yeah. I am. So she got you.
2: into the pool, and, like, you could tell there was, like, an, like it made a difference. Um, and she was kind of, like, stretched out on her back, like, and they have it has handles inside of it, so she was grasping the handles on the inside. It kind of had her legs out,
1: how you would in a bathtub.
2: Yeah, I guess if it had handles. Um, <laughs> and so she's doing her contractions like that, and like is swearing like a trucker. And it was pretty. It was really intense. And then you started saying like, "I don't. I can't do this. It's too big. It's too big." And everyone thought she meant the baby. It's like, "No, no. Your body's going to make room. It's okay. It's okay." And then. But later she was like, no, it wasn't the baby. I knew the baby would come out, but it just, everything felt too big. So it was that, that kind of feeling that she was saying. It was interesting how little she was able to explain what she was feeling. But there was like moments that like, I can't say enough things about our birth attendants. Like our doula was amazing. She was everywhere. I don't know how she was like making sure I was having water and eating and Ange had water and like putting cold cloths on Ange and like doing hip, things like squeezing her hips or like telling me to do something or like it was shoot and she was like setting up and making things and all it was crazy um but at one point sarah was like massaging and just kind of like her like the top of her chest if that makes sense her breasts just
1: say it no it wasn't (laughs) she was massaging my
2: nipples
1: (laughs) which is very good for birth maybe
2: like the (laughs) top of her pectorals i would say or like right below her clavicle And Ange just started like flapping her hands weird. And Kendall's like, that, don't do that, she doesn't like that. And
0: so Sarah stops, and Ange just kind of was like, huh. Like, she couldn't talk anymore. It was so interesting. Um, Do you remember that? Like, do you remember not being able to speak? Was it because of the pain, or was it just over? It's because
1: you're just like in, go inside. After each contraction or each like push, Total just like can't fucking do anything. Your body is just like mm. shuts down, so you yeah. can kind of recoup a tiny so bit. So it was of just literally like I'd be like, Ugh, and then just yeah. And at the <laughs> end of nothing. every contraction,
2: like our doula would be like, just you know, deep cleansing breath, Angie, deep cleansing breath. So that was a lot of what I was doing was like holding her hand and just. Yeah.
1: <sighs> and the midwife would be like, "Let it go," because I often afterwards be like, "Oh fuck, oh. Ah, hate everything." <laughs> <laughs> so I was
2: like, "No, you have to just let that go." So I think part of what confused people is that because she wasn't just like. Uh, like a lot of women do she was like uh, fuck 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 that she they didn't think she was actually pushing the baby out yet so um all of this happened very fast for for in labor terms then i was finally like you know she was getting really negative nothing she didn't seem i just Felt like she needed to be in a different position. I was like, get on your hands and knees. No, I won't do it. She, like, wouldn't do it. She kept saying no. She kept saying no, and I kept trying to push her, and then finally I physically pushed her. I was like, I just pushed her forward. I was like, you're doing this. Like, this is what you need for whatever reason. And she kind of, like, collapsed halfway over, had another contraction, then finally, like, draped herself over the front of the pool and was on all fours. And so I came and sat in front of her on that. Uh, no, I did not get in the pool. Everyone asks me that. I did not get in the pool. I did not want to be in the pool. If that's your thing, good for you. I didn't want to be in
1: there. Especially if you saw what the pool looked like afterwards.
2: <laughs> um, not to mention the fact that, like, I just think that that space, like, you needed all of that space. Yeah, if
1: you had gotten in, I would, I would have, have been, been, like, been in the, the way.
2: way. <laughs> I would have been super in the way. So, like, the two times that she got frustrated with me was when I said, like, You don't have to. She was like, fuck you. And then also she would, like, kind of when she was getting negative, she would be like, no. And then we'd be like, yes. And then she'd go, yes. (laughs) But uh, at one point I was like, don't say no. And she was like, I'm going to say no. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then when we were face to face, so she was like, she had been like, I mean, this sounds like such a whiny thing to say, but she was killing my wrists. She was hurting my hands so much. And I had to take my ring off because she was like going to break my fingers with it. And, um, so I kind of had, like, adapted, because I have I have carpal tunnel, so I have, like, crappy wrists anyway, but I had to, like, try different ways of getting her to grab onto me and, like, hold on during the contractions, because it was so intense. So I had this, like, Power Ranger stance <laughs> thing with my hands, and she did the same thing, so we were like this. It was So our arms funny. were, like, crossed. We were, like, yeah, it was really funny. Double X. Yeah. yeah, so after one contraction like that... She I was trying to get her to take a deep breath and I like breathed with her and she was like You're breathing your bad <laughs> breath in my face. <laughs> Meanwhile, for like hours, she's been breathing her puke breath right in my face. I, and was, I was in labor like,
1: though, I was allowed to do that. No, I know. You had no excuse.
2: I had slept for an hour and fifteen minutes. I like Literally that day, I, like, didn't have to, I don't you know... You did how, this to
0: her. Yeah. At least <laughs> she did It was a her. rush here, your motherfucking <laughs> teeth.
2: I didn't have time. I literally <laughs> couldn't even find the time to change my fucking tampon. Like, I was... You should have gone in the pool. There was... <laughs> ew. Ew. <laughs> there was no time. Like, the contractions were coming so fast by the time I woke up. Like, I was in my pajamas. I wasn't even... I think I... I think I managed to put on a bra before the baby came. Like, It was ridiculous. So, the, like, I hadn't eaten. I had barely had anything to drink. It wasn't for Kendall. I would have, like, collapsed from, like, dehydration or something. It was, it was crazy. So, I didn't, couldn't see anything. I couldn't see past Ange. All I could see was Ange's face. So, I was just, like, very, like, it was just two the two of us, really, is what it felt like. And there was, like, other people doing things, but I wasn't, And like, I could
1: feel the baby moving through my pelvis. Like, I could feel it, like, pushing up against my bones. I could feel it, like... Go further down and then come back up because it does that.
2: And then she would, and then she was like, "Is this doing anything?" And they're like, "Yeah, the baby's... You can see the baby's head's kind of coming down, and then she'll she'll move back in, you know, between contractions." And and she just looked so defeated that it was like, "No, like that's okay. She's doing that to help stretch things out so that you don't tear. This is a good thing. Like this is what you want." And actually, before before I pushed her over to be on her her hands and knees, our midwife had said, like, you know, some people think feel that like a cervical check is is helpful information for them I don't need that information for any purpose and we had talked about it beforehand because basically they're it's like false information because you can be two centimeters one minute have a contraction and be 10 centimeters so it's not really useful information and if you hear something like oh you're only two centimeters it could be really defeating plus anytime somebody's putting anything inside of you it's another opportunity to introduce um bacteria so it's we kind of discussed it beforehand. We're like, I don't think you're going to need them. Like, we don't really agree with them. They're not really useful. But if you're, like, at a point where you feel like it will be helpful to you, then that's your call. So she offered, and Angie just looked, like, completely confused and was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, if you don't know, like, let's just not do it. So she didn't have any cir- cervical checks at all. And if And who knows what you were, how dilated you were at that point, because the baby came, like, less than an hour later. So, yeah, so then at one point, like... I finally was like, oh, like, is somebody going to take a video of this? Like, Mm -hmm. and Sarah had been doing, like, audio recordings throughout because we had asked her to do that, which was really, really great. Because that's, like, we have so much audio from the the labor and the birth. It's, I mean, the podcast listeners know because that's what the last episode was, was just Ant put all of those together. So I'm, like, trying to, and Roxy was, fuck, our cat was just, like, in everything. She was, like, getting into, like, all the midwives, like, equipment and shit. And I'm like, Kendall, can you just, like, just throw her... Just get her in <laughs> Did they try to get in the pool? No. <laughs> thankfully, no. Felix, Felix, who usually, like, hides when anybody is here, let alone, like, tons of commotion, was, like, sitting just under the end of the dining room table, like, watching it. He like, had her on view the whole time, which I thought was really cute. It was like he was mm-hmm. trying to make sure you were okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, were you... When you said she was negative, like, were you... Did you feel like you were scared? Did you ever be, like... I want to go to the hospital or just feel like this isn't right? Or was it just like the pain is so intense and overwhelming?
1: Yeah, I never felt scared, which surprised me because I was really worried about being scared. Mm -hmm. Um, It was more so just that like it was so intense that I was just like, I don't want to do it again. I don't know how much longer I'm going to have to do it.
2: So a lot of what everybody around was saying was like, just focus on this contraction or she'd say, I don't want to do it. And I'd be like, you already are. It's okay you know, just, just, just deal with what's yeah. happening right now. Don't think about the next one. Yeah. Cause that's what they, they tell you like in our classes, like the worst contraction is the one that's about to happen. So if you're not thinking about that and you're just dealing with what's happening right now, And it, the cool thing is that she would have these like doubting kind of moments and then she'd have a contraction. It just like takes you out of that. Cause you can't keep a train of thought while, while your whole body yeah. is like bearing down on a baby.
1: Yeah. There wasn't really time to get anxious, mm-hmm.
2: which is good, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really that was like a big fear of both of ours is that Andrew get really anxious during labor and that um, like we talked with our midwives about how when that happens, sometimes she like doubts the like experts in the room, so we kind of gave them a heads up like if this happens, these are the things we think might be helpful, like just reassuring and that you're very experienced maybe tell us how many births you've attended, talk about your education, that kind of thing. And Ange even saying to them, like, it's not because I don't think that you know what you're doing. It's just that's what my anxiety tells me. Um, and it never happened. I, I think that was like the kind of the coolest part about your birth is that it was so fast that you just couldn't get, you couldn't get in your own way. You just mm-hmm. didn't have time. So yeah, so whatever, there's like kind of commotion, everyone's trying to figure out where to like film and, and finally our like midwife is like, oh, I'm just going to step away and call the other, other midwife because like I think she finally realized like, oh shit, this is happening now. So then, <clears throat> then there was like a couple, I, in my memory, there's like only a couple more pushes
1: after that. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's what I remember. Um, and at one point, Ange was just like... Well, then the midwife was saying, um, she's like, I'm just going to put my hand on your vagina just I think to hold the perineum because that helps like keep you from tearing too much. It kind of holds um, the baby back a little bit. And she was like, "You can reach down and like feel your baby's head," which they ask you to. They tell you you can do when you're crowning, not when the baby's head is out, but just when. It, and I was like, "No." No. "I like, couldn't." And Jackie was like, "Why?" I was like, "Too scary." <laughs> yeah, just like too scary. I was like, "Okay." So, I just thought okay. it would feel really weird to feel like a foreign
2: yeah thing coming out
1: out of you and then I also hmm. like convinced that I would like stick my finger in the front in the like fontanelle or something <laughs> frenulum not <in> the frenulum. <laughs> there goes your eye guys yeah <laughs> oh the baby was good and then you had to poke its hole
2: it's not a hole oh my god <laughs> we've talked about the fontanelle so much anyway so then she all of a sudden and just like can you get the rest of her out and I was like what? Like I did, I couldn't see, so I just look at Kendall, who's like across from me, and she was taking photos, and I like mouth to her like, "Is the baby's head head out?" And she's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay."
1: And I was like, is she okay? Is she breathing? Is she breathing in water? And my wife is like, no, she's fine. Which she's is weird because we her.
2: both know that that's not what happens. And everybody was worried about that. Like, what about, she's going to breathe in water? I'm like, no, man. Like, she's not all the way out yet, A. B, she's still attached to the, mm-hmm. to the placenta with the umbilical cord, and that's how she's getting her oxygen. They don't take a breath until they're, they hit the air because their lungs aren't
1: inflated yet. They're
2: still like, anyway.
1: So, and I guess, um... What Steph said before, she's like, just let her head be in my hands. So I guess she was holding her head. Yeah. In the was, water. Yeah.
2: In the water. Yeah. Um, so I just I just looked at Ange and I was like, because uh, she was like, is it going to hurt as much? And I was like, no, babe. You did the hardest part. The head is the biggest part. The re- The next part is going to be easier. And I was like, this is it. This is the last time it's going to be just you and me. And you can do this. And she just fucking did. The next push, the baby just came out. And Stephanie was like, because um, Angela's on all fours, so she was like, just reach down and pull up your baby because of, like, the angle. She kind of just comes she up She came forward. out, because I was like this, she came out, like, between me and the pool wall. Yeah. She's like, just reach, reach down and pick up your baby, and Angela's like, what, I can't? She's like, yes, you can. She just grabs the baby, and that was it. She just, she was just there, weren't ya? It was amazing. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so It was so cool. It was so intense. It was so, like, beautiful and powerful and overwhelming and not scary at all. So, like, so much joy. And we just, I just started crying so much. I was, like, bawling. And I just kind of, like, Ange kind of sat back. And Stephanie was, like, kind of, I guess, technically resuscitating the baby because she wasn't, she didn't breathe right away. It took, like, four beats maybe she was just kind of rubbing her back and like scratching her, um, the sole of her foot. And then she, she cried, she cried like twice basically. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And then she was calm and we just just took it all in. It was crazy.
1: And then I was like, what am I saying?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, first Ange kept saying, I did it. I did it. She was like incredulous that like, oh my God, I actually did it, which was so funny. And You'll see in the video, there's, like, this moment right after the baby's born. She sits back with her. The baby's, like, she's, like, is she okay? Okay, okay. The baby cries. And then Anne's just looks up at the camera, like, holy fuck. Like, that's all <laughs> you can see on her face is just, like, whoa. And then, yeah. And then, she, I can't believe I did it. And I'm just going, like, you did it. You did it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, sobbing mess. You didn't cry because I didn't have the energy for it. And then she just
1: looks around and she goes, what am I sitting in? <laughs> it was, it so was like. Cruel. Dark red blood with chunks of shit in it. Chunks of white.
2: Oh, and I will say, she did not. Did you poop? She did not poop. Actually, that she kind of did. It was like the tiniest little squirt. Like it was like nothing. I actually saw it come out. It was really funny. Ew,
0: when are you in looking at my, my butt I wasn't looking at your
2: butt I was looking. It was just in her face. <laughs> no, I was looking. It was before you were. It was when you were laying in the pool, and it was during a contraction. I was looking down because I was like, hey, that's where my baby's coming out. So I just saw it and it was really funny because then the midwife went to like <laughs> listen to the baby's heart and there was just this one little carrot from her soup just like A circling, carrot niblet? A carrot niblet. <laughs> that was like just floating in the water. But literally like almost no poop. Like if, if you had to measure it on a scale of like 1, one to 10. Two. 1 to like full on diarrhea at 10. It was, like a, it was like a 1. It was like nothing.
1: Aww. I still don't like that you're looking at my butthole. I wasn't looking. at... Her, I couldn't see your butthole. Did everyone see it? Were you guys all like no, no my but- eye contact was Like, <laughs> no.
2: hey guys, you see that? <laughs> no, I don't think anyone actually noticed. Except maybe Steph noticed that there was a little carrot niblet circling her head when she was trying to get the baby's heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: Maybe she didn't. She's probably too busy like doing her job, but. She's probably um, had
1: worse. There's probably been oh, full, yes. full logs in pools <laughs> before that she's had to be like, no, move I away to get the baby's heartbeat.
2: <laughs> they do bring a net with them, don't they? Yeah. A little net to like scoop shit out. Anyway, so yeah, so um, it was funny because Ange says that and Stephanie's so, like she. the way she talked to us was amazing. She was so calm. I mean, obviously that's like part of the job, but not everybody's like good at that. So she was really calm and she would explain things really well. So she was like, "Oh no, this is just you know, this is totally fine. This is normal. It's a normal amount of blood, and this is just chunks of vernix, the you know, the the waxy coating that protects the baby." The and frosting, yeah, you know, the frosting. She was mm-hmm. well frosted. <laughs> um, and she wasn't like really chunky or anything. It was like it just she just felt she did feel kind of waxy. Adequate amount of frosting. Yeah, yeah.
1: It wasn't gross like those pictures. Yeah, oh yeah, no, no <laughs> it
2: wasn't. I, I think that's also the beauty of the birth pool. Aside from the fact that it's like what what do they call it? The midwife's epidural. That it's like really great with pain relief. It's also like kind of nice, nice little clean. Yeah, you know she wasn't,
0: she wasn't really gross when she was born. No, but the water was. The, the water, water was disgusting. And so then, then was it on your skin too when you got out? No. So then she was sitting in it for a few minutes, and then she, no. you know they were
1: like, so. But I did grab a. There was a huge chunk of vernix, and I grabbed it just because I was like, "What's it? Mm-hmm. What is this?" And it was like, did like you Vaseline?
0: We talked about it being face cream. Did you try putting it on your skin?
1: No, well, I, I you know like what this, I did, almost... and it was in my hand, and then I was like, when I put it back on the baby.
2: <laughs> I almost wish you had saved it, because that shit would be, like, amazing. Yeah, there was just, skin. like,
1: huge chunks of it floating yeah.
2: around. We should have asked
1: Kendall to save it.
2: <sighs> anyway, so then um, they're talking about kind of the placenta and stuff, and, um, and then the doorbell rings, because the other midwife showed up after the baby.
0: No way. Yeah.
2: So, Which was good, because um, Ange was bleeding a lot. So you get so a discount on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. We don't... The government pays for that shit. We did not have to pay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then they're like, okay, we're going to get you out of the pool. And I think at that point it was because they were like, this is a lot of blood. Mm. And they needed to see, like, what was happening It's kind of hard when you're in a pool. So they're like, okay, Jackie, you're going to hold the baby. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's still attached. The placenta's still inside. So i like, I'm holding the baby, like... Um, I don't know how to describe this. You're
1: holding, like, her neck and her butt with her facing upwards at yeah. the yeah. ceiling. So, like, yeah.
2: So, I'm holding her kind of like a log. Like a Lion King. Like yeah. like, like Simba, kind <laughs> yeah. of. Um, and Ange is, like, they're helping Ange get out of the pool, but I'm. she had a really short umbilical cord. So, I'm, like, kind of stressed, like, following everyone, trying to make sure that nobody's getting tugged on or anything. because like, that can't feel good. And they get her over to the couch, which is why it was really good that it was covered in plastic, Mm. because holy fuck the blood. The minute she stepped over the, like, leg, or her leg over the side of the pool, just, like, blood just started gushing out of her. I was like, wow, okay. Uh, I was not really paying attention to that, because I was trying not to drop my baby, but it was, like, noticeable. And it was funny, because the only white towel in the entire house was, like, right under her. (laughs) Um, And that's the other thing. Like, I didn't even have time to tell them, like, use the red sheets, use the red... Like, the pillows with the red pillowcases. Don't use, that towel. Don't use that like, teal pillowcase. So a couple of our, like, teal sheets got wrecked, which kind of sucks, but whatever. Who cares? We have a baby. So they get Ange on the, onto the couch, and then they just put the baby, they, like, put the baby right on her, and she latches and starts breastfeeding right away, which was crazy. I was like, that's so impressive. So Ange is laying here, and they, they're like, okay, so we need, like, we need you to start birthing the placenta, so they're, like, directing her. And for a lot of people... Can you just pull it out? No, that's not good for you. Dangerous. It's oh. really bad. Um, so for a lot of people, it, um, it can take up to, like, 30 to 60 minutes. For
1: Ange, it was, like, 5 to 10, maybe. Well, when I got laid down on the couch, Steph was like, oh, I can see it. It's, like, right there. It's, like, ready to come out. Yeah. But
2: part, like, things that can interfere with that is, like, if you... And they, they tell you this, like, beforehand. They're like, you know, the birth's not over until the placenta's out. That's something that has to be birthed. And if you get really distracted by, like, oh, let's tell everyone the baby's born and stuff, it can take you right out of the birth process, and it can make it really hard. So a lot of women will get pl- um, oxytocin to help, like, have contractions, like, create contractions that will help get the placenta out. So, um, didn't need any of that. It just happened. And, uh, and then the placenta came out, and then, oh, my God, the blood. So much blood. So much blood and all these blood clots.
0: So is it like bright red blood or like period blood or just blood like you've never seen before? Bright red blood. Like fresh, fresh blood.
2: Shit. So what happens when you have a labor that fast because she was basically in active labor four hours, which is insane. Her entire labor was nine hours, just over nine hours, which is also really, really fast. But four hours of active labor, that's the only part that they count because that's the like important part, um, is super fast for your first baby. And what happens for a lot of women when that when it's that quick is that your body kind of just freaks out and is like, oh, fuck, get it out. So because there isn't time to have all these contractions slowly detach the placenta from the wall of the uterus, it just rips off and it's basically like an open wound. So her body was like power clotting to try and make up all this blood that's like gushing out of this wound. So she had so many blood clots and the midwives, in order to like pre- prevent her from like having blood poisoning, I guess, is what it would be. Or septicemia.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
2: Um, are having to and she, and they told they told us what they were doing. They're like, we have to reach in manually to clear out the blood clots. And I think initially they weren't sure if the whole placenta had come out, if it was all intact. Um so she was like, Okay, so we're gonna give you like we're gonna I have to go in manually to clear out these blood clots and then the other midwife was pushing externally on the on Angie's uterus, like really intensely like it was it was really well
1: it was like chest compressions on my uterus yeah
2: while somebody's like clearing out basically doing a dnc with their hand
1: and like so
0: because you just birthed the baby your cervix is big enough that she yeah. could just like yeah hold oh, your yeah. fist in there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> totally. a little looky loo.
2: um so They do this for a little bit, and then they kind of assess, and, like, so much blood is coming out. And I'm kind of, like, in this weird, like, adrenaline, I'm starving, I have a baby, what the fuck is happening state. I don't know what Angela's thinking, really, but she was in a ton of pain, because it was really painful. I was, like,
1: I was, like, why? Why? And I was, like, grabbing at their hands to try and Mm. make them stop, and I was, like, yeah. One of the midwives who was pushing on my uterus, that was, like, the more painful part. Yeah. I was just, like, grabbing her wrist, and she was just, like, doing it anyway because they needed to do it. And I was just, like, clenching, like, trying to stop her. But she's like, I have to fucking do this. Like, fight me all you want.
2: And she just looked at me and was like, I thought I was done. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was was really... It was traumatic, like, for you to experience and for me to watch. It was horrible. And it went on for so long. So they did this for, like, 5, 10 minutes, and then we're like, okay, so we want to give you a shot of... Oxytocin in your leg to kind of help control the bleeding. We already knew what oxytocin was for, so we're like, yeah, of course, go ahead. So they do that. I'll give her a shot in one leg, and then they keep doing this procedure.
1: And it was so weird because I would feel them do it, and then she would like push on my side and all, and it would be like like giving birth again, but only to like a whole bunch of like blood clots. Blood clots. They would just sort and it of, like, just was like it was
2: like shooting out of her. It was so crazy. It was kind of like uh, I don't know if you're like stepping on. Like a, I don't even know what, I don't even know. how. I can
0: kind of imagine because I have a very heavy period. So I feel like it, it, to some degree, it's, it's Mm -hmm. like a waterfall. You're just, it's just gushing, but it wasn't a waterfall. It was like pushed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's like shooting out of her. So then they, they're like, okay, we want to give her another shot of oxytocin. And the other, like, we're like, okay. And like, that's, we weren't scared. They were very, like, they were telling us everything that was happening. Like, we do need to like deal with this bleeding. It is a problem, but everything's okay. And like, they were so calm about it. And so... Um so good at informing us that we weren't scared. It was just obviously really painful and hard to watch.
1: Yeah, I wasn't worried.
2: And she's like screaming in the baby's face, and she's just like <laughs> happily breastfeeding, doesn't give a shit. She's just like, Whatever, man, you do you. I'm, I'm here. So then after and that every
1: time that they would be like, We have to do it again, I'd be like, No. And they're like, You know what? We're sorry. And they kept anyway. apologizing,
2: like, you could tell it must have been like such a an awkward or an awful thing to have to do to somebody, but um, It went on for like, I I don't really have a clear idea of what, how long it was, but it felt like half an hour at least of this. So then finally they're like, okay, so, um, we want to actually give you an IV to get more oxytocin on board to help deal with this, you know, blood loss or whatever. And we want to do a catheter. And Andrew's just like, no, I can't do a catheter. Like, please. No. She just kind of gamed it out with them and was like, what, like, is it necessary? Because I, like she said at that point, she just couldn't handle having anything else put inside Mm -hmm. of her. And um, they're like, well, we can try doing the IV first and see if that handles it. And if it's controlled after that, then, you know, then maybe we don't have to what do
0: What would catheter. a catheter do?
2: It's because of that same thing of, like, your bladder competing for space with the uterus. It's going to get in the way so that your uterus can't contract enough to close off all those blood vessels. So
1: they need to make sure it's totally, totally empty.
2: Yeah. So they give the IV while Ange being... So Angie's getting her first IV on her couch in the living room <laughs> while... She's being like cleaned off and like, probed basically because the other midwife had to like check inside and like see where the where tearing was and what was what was going on to see what she needed to like stitch up, and then all the stitching up happened after that. And but they, that's
0: the external stitching, though. No, so.
1: There was some. There's some internal. Some internal. So I had a second degree tear, which means that it didn't. It involved some of the. What does a secondary tear
2: mean? It means involves skin and fascia, but not muscle, I think. Right. So it was like close
1: to my anal sphincter, Uh but didn't tear into the muscle, which is a
0: third degree tear.
1: Like a good first date. (laughs) (laughs) Close to sphincter. Well, like her. her, It was like a second base.
2: Well, the (laughs) skin, like all the skin of her perineum tore, but all the muscle was intact. So so there was no vaginus, which is. Perfect. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It's what you want. It was so funny, too, because after all of this, she's like okay, Angie, I'm going to have to check the, you know, check the muscles in in your, in your bum. So I just, I have to put my finger in your bum. Is that okay? And Angie was just like, yeah, like literally like after everything else you've done, like, go ahead. That's fine.
1: Yeah. It was almost comical. I'm like, just do whatever you want. You just had your entire hand Mm -hmm. inside my body. But Angie
2: didn't know that at the time. She like later that night or the next day, we were talking with Sarah and she was like, yeah, that was really awful. Like it felt like her whole hand was inside of me. And Sarah and I kind of looked at her and we were like, It was like Like
0: her her wrist in your uterus. Yes.
1: Yes. Grabbing blood clots and pulling them out of my body. Yeah.
0: It was a
2: really, that was probably the, that was the traumatic part because the bleeding was like, you know, it, it was like, okay, it's happening. It's fine. Like it wasn't the fact that she was bleeding, wasn't scary or traumatic, but watching her go through that. And for her to have to experience that physical pain was really awful. And it's, it's like we, and we talked about this with our midwives afterwards that it, we knew it was medically necessary but that doesn't mean the experience of it can like also not be traumatizing at the same time and it, and it kind of was initially and you know eventually like it stopped being a big deal it sort of faded but at first it was it was pretty upsetting
1: the the act that yeah situation yeah i wasn't upset by it i wasn't like sitting around being like oh where well, my birth no, and that no. happened it was just sort of like fuck that stuff that sucked. was awful yeah yeah
2: so thankfully, the oxytocin um, IV and like fluid replacement controlled the bleeding, and it like returned to like normal post um, postpartum bleeding.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: they were like, okay, so like we think everything's fine. And then they were stitching her But then her it, out. also
1: at one point they were like, I was like, what would they do differently if I was at the hospital? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and And Steph, our midwife, was like the same thing, and I was like, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was just like, okay. So I was like, fuck the hospital for thinking they're better than, I can do this on my couch.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, really, like, having to transfer to the hospital after all that would have been so shitty.
0: Would you have needed a blood transfusion, though? Would that have maybe alleviated some of the maybe the anemia afterward?
2: Well, I think that if I was in the say hospital, that. they would You wouldn't. can't say that. You have no idea. Basically, she said, oh. so after all of this happened, and so while well, they're there's stitching up, and, like, she was like, okay, so there's, like, a... a, a uh, a tear here that's kind of like a scratch here. And, like, she was telling me exactly, telling us exactly where everything was. And there was one that was inside that they couldn't
0: freeze. So she had to, like, feel being stitched up. That was going to be my question. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there were some parts of it. I don't know why. They said it was, like, too close to the skin or something. So the freezing didn't work. So she's like, it's going to be sharp. I'm like, yeah. You're putting needles inside my What penis. was the
0: worst pain out of all of it? The labor, the hand inside your uterus, <laughs> no. or the stitching of your sphincter?
1: Um, no sphincter, no sphincter stitch.
0: Proximal area. Hmm.
1: I'd say the worst part was the pushing on my uterus. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Because, like, it, the thing had just, like, was swollen, had just been through so much, and then you're, like, pushing on... Yeah. yeah. For, like, oh, It was really it was up there. It was, it was up
1: there with, like, the pushing in the birth pool in terms of, like, intensity and...
2: Like, but the pushing off. would last for, like, a minute, and then it was over for a minute, at least. But this was just, like, constant.
1: Yeah, and they'd be like, we have to we have to do it again and you could see them be like i be like
2: oh, <laughs> oh it, that was that was brutal um, and I
1: felt bad too because the second midwife that came we didn't know her like she wasn't on our team I guess because our other midwife was away and she comes in and I'm like I've never seen you before and I'm like <laughs> right out of like birthing a baby on my couch and she's like um well I am a
2: qualified midwife <laughs> she's like I do work there I'm just covering a mat leave and she was like okay <laughs> I was like okay
1: Mm. Get yeah. your head in my uterus <laughs> And then later she was like I didn't think you weren't qualified She's like it's okay I was like I just meant like I didn't recognize you yeah. mm. And then later on I asked her If she wore all black because of sp- Getting splattered With like blood and she's like yeah
2: <laughs> Our midwife did not seem to Care about her clothing Funny too cause like there's a moment too When you're just kind of standing there like holy fuck I just had a baby my wife's being like finger like Into- not finger She she's being like violently fisted and the midwife sitting there with like a headlamp on on my couch like it was and her there's just like god
0: blood like gushing everywhere it was so weird did you see and wait well i mean this sounds like it was very painful so maybe you weren't interested in looking but i looked did you look at her uterus i couldn't see her uterus mm-hmm. it wasn't hanging out well but like there was, was her her <laughs> there was a hand in the way
2: there was a hand in the way No, I mean I was looking. I did look at a couple times. Yeah, we know you looked at her (laughs)
0: anus, but (laughs) I was too
2: busy (laughs) looking at my butthole. (laughs) It's because she never lets me get around it. (laughs) No, um, I looked a couple times, but it was really overwhelming. I was like, "Holy!" And
0: I did. I took a picture of her vagina, like, afterwards. It was very swollen, and there was, like, tons she of blood. She put on the internet, because I always want to see what they look like after, you know, and I, <laughs> you can't find it. Really? Yeah, Yeah, because who does that? <laughs> who takes a picture and is like, look at this? No, Angela's like, don't
2: show that to me. I was like, I won't. And then Taylor, when uh, my niece, when she came over, she was all like, oh my god, I want a baby. Angela's ah. like, I'll show you a picture of my vagina afterwards. That'll really take care of it. 18-year-old who shouldn't be having a baby right now. Hey, sh- sh-
1: It's okay. No, no, it's okay. It's hurt. She's healed now. You don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah, and then they, like, moved me onto this part of the couch once things seemed okay. Oh, and... no. First, then we had to, and this
2: whole time, the placenta was just, like, tucked next to her. Yeah, in a bowl. Um, in the baby
0: still. There's baby still. Sterling was still.
2: Yeah, clean. she
1: was attached to it for, like, an hour, I think.
0: Yeah, it
2: was a while. We wanted to do delayed cord clamping because because all of that blood is her blood. Like, t- truly, it's all her blood. I wanted her to get all the blood. That was, like, something that was really important to me. And she kind of wanted to do the blood, t- cord blood donation. I was like, listen, that's her blood. If she needs it, if something's wrong with her, she should have all of her blood <laughs> so that she can be as, like, resilient as possible. And it was probably good that she had all of hers, because you didn't have all of yours. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so then they were like, okay, do you want to, like, cut the cord? And I was like, beforehand, I was really kind of like, it was gross. I was, like, squicked out by it. But it wasn't... So, it wasn't too bad, but it was hard to cut through. It took, like, three cuts. It's very, like, spongy and, like, tough,
1: kind of. It was cool, though, because, like, when she first came out, it was all, like, oh, veiny so and purple. And then, by the end of it, it was just, like, this white limp. Nothing too. You drained all the blood back into your body.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why. She's Ow. a little vampire. Ah. She
2: is a little bit. Actually, Ange became a vampire. She, like, didn't go outside <laughs> in the sunlight. She... <laughs> I think she's hungry <laughs> She's like trying to find a way to a nipple Yeah, I do have them But they're not very useful, my
1: love Oh, I'm sorry So yeah, then they gave her vitamin K mm-hmm. And They were like We need you to go to the bathroom before we can leave They need me to go pee
0: Can you just pick up the carrot piece and be like Look, bitches, I did it, go away <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Just throw it in the toilet I went,
2: guys <laughs> No, swear,
1: well, they, they needed the her body. to
2: pee because they needed to empty oh. the bladder. Ow. But also your body just like doesn't like it just stops needing to poop for a couple of days. It's like yeah. it just like is like enough. You we, You don't need to do that. But like just so weird.
0: How would that even work? Because you have open wounds uh-huh. right where that yep. any urine or yep. feces is going to come out. You probably don't want to push hard for fe- like you need stool softener, right? And any urine, like... Well, there's no pooping.
1: Like, the pooping doesn't happen for days. No. Okay. But the peeing, they gave... They give you this little bottle. Like a squirt bottle. Mm. And you fill it with, like, warm water, and you spray it while you pee to dilute it so it doesn't sting. Right. Mm-hmm. So they... So did that. So they were... So, like, it felt like the, everybody was helping Ange
2: pee. Um, and they were like, Okay, Jackie, you're going to go and do some skin-to-skin. So they like, brought me... Kendall had, like, gotten the bed- bedroom all ready for me. And... um our midwife brought the baby in and for some reason I was feeling shy so I just took my shirt off and left my bra on, my sports
1: bra on. Who told you you were going to do skin to skin? Steph. Okay.
2: Um, <clears throat> so I took the baby and then Kendall came in and she's like, take it. <laughs> I don't remember if she said it or if it was just like, what are you doing? Like, take your bra off. So I took my bra off and I just like had the baby on my chest and Kendall and I just like cried about it a little bit and she took pictures, which the picture, she's like, there's nothing I can do about it because everybody does this in the pictures. So you just have, like, five chins, because you're, like, looking down at the baby on your chest. Um, But that was really amazing. Like, finally getting to kind of hold her and have her on my chest is, like, very important for bonding. It really helps with breastfeeding. It's good for babies to do skin-to-skin, even if it's not with a woman, because most of the time it's not. Um, So they got Ange in. She pees. They bring her and get her all set up in in bed. They had, like, all these, like, pads under her. And, like, Kendall had, like, totally dismantled the birth pool. It was already taken down. All the stuff was basically put away. It was so crazy. They get us, like, all snuggled into bed. And it was so cool because the, like, the midwives just, like, sit on the end of our bed. And, like, Sarah's in the room with us. And Kendall's in the room with us. And we're all just, like, talking about what happened. And, like, she's like, okay, so, like, based on the amount of blood you lost, you could go and be in the hospital overnight to be monitored. And we were just like, that's not (laughs) what we want. Like, what, she's like, I don't think you have to be. It's, you qualify, but it's, it's up to you and so we just kind of talked about the options. She's like, basically what you're going to do is you're going to be, cause you, you get these massive like cotton pads. You have to, they, you can't wear the like plasticky ones cause it could stick to your wound, which no, mm-hmm. no. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so there, if, if one of these pads is filled within 30 minutes, then you need to call me. That's too much bleeding. And, and you know, we'll, we'll assess at that point. And if we need to go to the hospital and you need iron replacement transfusion or you need a blood transfusion, then, then that's what would happen at that point. And, We're like, so at the hospital, she's like, um, I mean, at the hospital, they'll, they'll be monitoring you, but they'll, you know, be doing things like making you, you know, feed every two hours. Like they're on quite a schedule. And we were just like, no, we're staying home. That's not happening. And they would
1: come in and like take my vitals every hour and like wake me up. And I
2: wouldn't be able to be in bed with her. And like, Mm -hmm. there was nothing about going to the hospital that we wanted. And we're like, if it's just as safe here, then we're staying here. So we made that call, which was nice.
1: And then I was like, Sarah, I don't want you to leave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, okay, I can stay Which was amazing because Ugh. I We were both like sh- oh. I, I mean, I had, at that point I had been up for
2: like 37 hours With an hour and 15 minute nap like, yeah. I was not I was not functioning And they well. said
1: that I needed to pee, what was it, every hour or something? No I had like some sort of pee schedule I remember because mm-hmm. Sarah came in and was like I'm coming in because you have to go pee
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, they wanted you to pee every couple hours Because they didn't want your bladder to get too full Yeah. Um, And Ange couldn't, the first time she went to go to the bathroom, like, Sarah was amazing because she's an RMT and then also she's um, doing her master's in occupational therapy. So she's really good at, like, helping somebody get up and helping them do it safely and so they don't hurt themselves. And so she was helping, I would hold the baby and she would help Ange to the bathroom. And, like, she was, like, inspecting pads and, like, looking at blood clots. She was, like, like,
1: taking my pads and, like giving me new ones and, like, helping me wipe and, like, doing such gross shit.
2: Which we never expected. Like, no. we literally thought, like, oh, Sarah's one of our best friends. She'll come. She'll, like, do her RMT, like, massage thing on Ange and that'll be great. She was insane. Like, the after, after the midwives left, she went and got us a bunch of food, because we didn't have any... I didn't... We didn't even have baby wipes. Like, I hadn't gotten all the last bits of things. I w- had wanted to go and get food, like, stock up. So she went to the grocery store, got a bunch of stuff for us, went and got us... Went and got Ange Whop- a whopper. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So we had... We finally, like, ate, and then was, like, helping Ange. She literally got up every time throughout the entire night. Ange had to go to the bathroom to help her. She took the baby for a couple hours at one point, because we were both just, like, fuck, man. Like, so tired. And it was crazy. We were. This is why I say you were a little bit traumatized because you would wake up when we were trying to sleep in that period, and would wake up hearing her own voice yelling in pain at the like uterus molestation. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's no. I've asked. There's no like medical term for what they did, which is weird.
1: Yeah, and was, I like, kept... I could hear myself screaming. I would be like, my eyes were closed, but I could hear like. <sighs> and, I'd be like... and
2: then I would wake up and. Or I was trying to sleep, and I could just see, like, flashes behind my eyelids. Like, I could not sleep. I felt like I was, like, I was so far beyond tired, and, like, the adrenaline in my system, whatever. Like, we were both, it was weird. Sarah brought the baby back, and we tried to sleep with her, and we were both just like, what do we do? Like, where do we put her? Like, should we put clothes on her? I guess we should put clothes on her. So we try and put this onesie on her, which she, like, puked on, and we're, we took it off, and we were like, this is dumb. She doesn't need clothes. This is stupid. <laughs>
1: and then... The first time I tried to go to the bathroom, though... I nearly passed out. Yeah. Like, I've never been that close to fainting before. I
0: mean, because of the blood? Like, yeah. Like,
1: And she got really scared.
0: Yeah, really and worried. I,
1: like, was, because Sarah was like, don't rush, because I immediately started, like, because I was, like, leaning on her taking, like, slow steps, and then I was like, fuck, I'm going to faint. So I started, like, pushing to try and get to the bed faster, and she's like, don't rush, don't rush, and I just, like, collapsed on the bed, and I, like, couldn't hear anything, and it was, like, totally like, tunnel vision, yeah. and Sarah's just staring at me, and she's like, you're okay, you're safe. You're lying down, and I didn't realize what was
2: happening. So I'm like sitting there eating my like fucking burger. I'm like, it's fine, baby. Laughing, throwing I'm like holding the baby, just like it's gonna be okay. And then not realizing, like she had actually almost passed out, and she was really scared. So that was that was not great. And then um, even after we had the baby with us, like every time every time Ange had to go to the bathroom, I'd go get Sarah. Or like at one point, I came out with the baby so Ange could sleep because she was just so exhausted. And Ange was so nervous. She was like, Are you, like? Don't drop the baby. Don't like <laughs> leave her on the couch and walk away and like all this stuff. <laughs> don't, fall and, asleep. don't fall asleep." I was like, "I'm not going to fall asleep. Like I cannot sleep. You saw me try. It didn't work." Like, um, so I sat out, out here with the baby for a couple hours, and Sarah slept here. And then like Andrew would have to go to the bathroom, and Sarah would go and like do it
1: because like there was no way Jackie could have helped me to the bathroom because she's too short. Mm, there yeah. wasn't enough like leverage for me to yeah. like. Plus, nobody you can't her. just like put the baby yeah, wait, down. Like she didn't want to
2: be off. It, she wanted to be, like, completely on a body the whole time, so it was really intense. It was really intense, like, after, like, the first night, and then Sarah stayed until until our midwives came the next day, and then she left. And so she was here for the first 24 hours of the baby's life, plus the entire labor She's a, a fucking saint man. I kept being like, Sarah, you're a mensch. I don't know what that means, but I know it's the right word. And then later I looked it up and I was like, It's still
0: true. I'm right. Um So that was really cool. Did the neighbors hear you screaming? Or obviously they did. Apparently did they you get did. any complaints? No. No, and
2: it's weird because later, like we don't really talk to our neighbors. We're not those people, I guess. Um and people were like, oh, how's the baby? Like, is everybody okay? Like, they all knew and were, like, super excited and interested, and, like, one woman was like, I know we've been neighbors for, like, years, and, but I, like, introduced herself and was like, how's the little girl? And I was like, like, how do you even know it's a girl? It's so weird, but yeah, and then, like, our neighbor across the hall, she was like, oh, no, like, they, we talked to them a bit, um, and they have a little girl. She's, like, I think just over one, and they were like, She was like, no, no, you don't have visitors. Like, you tell everybody, like, no one comes for three weeks. That's what we did, like, three weeks. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to fly with my family or hers. And, like, but it was actually great advice. I was like, fuck, I wish I would Yeah. And I, I, other people told us this. We were like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And it it was weird because afterwards, like, I really was so excited to share her with people. Mm. But then it was also insanely overwhelming. I was so tired Mm -hmm. and, like, it probably took me, like, a full week to really recover from that. And I don't think
1: I, de- deprivation, it was weird. Like, I don't think I fully realized how... Overwhelming it is. No, how, like, exhausted and how, like, sick I was. Until, no. a f- I think it was, like, day three, my brother came, and I was like, I'm feeling okay. Like, I've been in bed for a few days. Like, I can get up and be a human. And, and your milk
2: had also come in, so there's, like, tons of hormones that come with that. And that's when everyone says, like, the woman just gets, like, crazy weepy.
1: Yeah, and... S- so he came and I was like up and I was out in the living room and I had clothes on and
2: and you also didn't want to breastfeed in front of him because that's kind of awkward so she was like standing in the dining room breastfeeding and he he was bringing this um this chair over for us so I'm like running around before he came like cleaning and moving shit around and like moving furniture and getting the house ready and I totally didn't feed her for like three and a half hours which is bad because because Aunt had lost so much blood um I'm sure we've said this before but you it was a leader. A liter of blood. So when you... Whoa. And so when that happens, when you're that anemic, you don't have an appetite and you feel nauseous, so she would never ask for food. I had to, like, make her eat. And so I initially thought, because after her brother left, she I just, like, looked at her and she was, like, laying on the couch and she was completely pale, like, super white.
1: And then I got really shaky and, like, cold and I was like and I was just
2: looking at her I was like what's wrong Shit. she's like I feel uh, and she like couldn't talk I was like what's okay get to bed like we're getting you to bed so I like got her to bed and I called Kendall our midwife and she was like oh it's probably because I, I thought it was because I hadn't fed her I was like this is totally because I know breastfeeding takes a ton of calories and it's probably just com- completely depleted her system and blah 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 and she's like okay we'll just like make sure she eats like try and kind of gave me some some things to do and Angie and I were talking about it she was laying down and she was like feeling a little bit better but not much and she was like, I could tell she was still scared. I was like, okay, well, let's call Katie because our friend Katie's a nurse. So we asked her about some stuff and she um, was like, I don't think it's the food thing. I think it's the anemia thing. It's the blood loss. Like it's, it's, and it wasn't until that point that we really kind of appreciated how big of a deal that was and how much, how long that would take to recover from. Cause they kind of told us like, it'll be a couple weeks, but at that point, it was, like, no, it's it's going to be, like, a month before you even feel slightly back to, like, your same level of energy. Um, so, that was helpful. And, thankfully, my niece was here that day. Or, no. Yeah, she was here here that night for a sleepover. So, Ange was, like, I was... Ange and was, was just like, like, in bed. and It was I'm really
1: like, scary, too, because I felt so weak and so drained and so awful mm-hmm. and scared because I was, like, why do I feel this way? And then... To have, like, this little human be like, now I need to, like, suck, <laughs> suck on your, your boob and you need to, like, suck, suck out your, off. like, life. That was, like, so overwhelming, too. But right. thankfully, it was, like, right in between. So she, like, slept for a couple hours and I was able to kind of, like, regain some, like, strength before she, like, needed to eat again.
2: Yeah, so I was, like, kind of feeding her and trying to get, like, as many calories in her as, as I could. And, the, and, like, high iron content foods, which at that point were probably not the right foods. Looking back on it, but um, then the next day she still felt like that, and I was like, okay, I'm calling midwife. Like, I don't, I'm not let's not fuck around here. I'm like, okay, so asked a bunch of questions, and we're like, okay, so you need to like get iron supplements. You need to couple that with B12 and vitamin C. She needs to have like high iron foods. Told me to get her like liver and pa- like chicken liver pate and bone broth and like it just as much um, kind of meaty high iron content stuff as I could get so it was amazing that, that my niece was still here because she had slept over and she just basically took care of the baby and slept rested and I like ran around like a chicken with my head cut off getting his, all this stuff
1: um, I was, but like, I was like super hormonal so at one point I was like I know this is crazy but her being in the living room is really far away <laughs> and I was like, I know, she's like
2: I, I miss the baby and like when my niece, my niece basically like helped raise her little sister so she's great with babies and I knew that and I like trusted her and Ange like intellectually knew that but she was like sitting in the bedroom and Taylor's like about to take the baby and she's like I just need to I need to say this to you and I know it's crazy but just I need you to listen to me and she's like just make sure that she doesn't like drop the baby and that she doesn't like leave her on the couch and walk away and that, blah 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 and I was like okay and then Taylor comes out, um, out comes into the room and I was like Auntie Ange has a couple things she wants to say to you and uh, Angie just looks uh, at her and she goes just don't let my baby die and <laughs> I was like oh it was so sad because she was so weepy she was like crying about it oh <laughs> but you were still really good at like getting like explaining what you needed which I think was good
1: mm-hmm.
2: um so I just like was able to get all that stuff and Taylor was so helpful oh my god um so after that it was like okay and I I was not okay I was so panicky I was like super anxious and worried. And I like, called Kendall afterwards. I was like, I just don't want to do. I was just like crying at her. Cause I was like, I thought I was doing a good job, but I feel like I'm being a bad wife. Cause I didn't feed her enough. And now she's like passing out. And <laughs> uh, she was like, no, you're doing great. Like she was really reassuring. It was, it was good. But then after that, it was kind of like, all right, Ange comes first patient. She's a patient, not a, not a host. That's how we have to approach it. If people want to come visit and like, during all of this, during the day when, like, I'm trying to get all this food sorted out and everything, her brother and her mom wanted to come for a visit. I was like, no, I'm sorry. And her brother was like, well, I really want to see my niece. I was like, I understand that, but Ange isn't okay right now, and that's a priority, so you just can't come yet. I'll call you later. And I, it felt really good to be like, no, the, the answer's no. Like, you just can't. We're mm-hmm. not Your niece isn't going to be around for a while. Yeah. So. And, like, it sucks when there's people in from out of town and you have to say no, but it was like, no, this is a line that we have to draw that... Angie's health comes before everything else. Everyone else is going to have to wait. And that was hard. That was, like, a hard lesson, I think, for both of us.
1: Yeah. But definitely needed to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. And it felt really good for me to be able to say that and be like, no. This well, is, like, nothing else matters more than my wife and my baby, and I don't care about anything else right now. Nobody else's feelings. Like, none of that shit matters.
1: And then we had an incident with your family.
2: Um, so... I don't even remember what day this was. It's like maybe the third or fourth. Or third, it was when
1: our other midwife came to like. Oh, I she think had to it was c- like day three or four. It wasn't when she was coming. Take,
2: it wasn't when she was coming to take your blood.
1: No, but she was coming to take the baby's blood, and mm-hmm. she was coming to look at my stitches. So I was like literally sitting on the couch on my bed, like vagina out, waiting for her to show up.
2: Yeah, and my so my aunt and uncle and cousin were in from out of town because my cousin was starting school, and they were like kind of getting him set up. And um my dad and his uh wife were coming to visit as well and they were all coming. I was like, Okay, it's fine that you guys come, but you my midwife's coming, so like you have to call or check in before you come so that we can make sure you're coming when she's done. They didn't do that. They just showed up at the same time as the midwife. And I was like, Oh my god. I was so stressed out, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, This is too much right now, like I can't handle this. So I like made them sit in the living room and I went and got the I was like sitting with um Ange and Cora in the bedroom and was like, okay, like, I'll just take the baby out for a couple minutes, like, you guys can because she had to examine Ange anyway, so she was doing that and I brought the baby out, but the baby had just woken up and was pissed off because she was hungry <clears throat> and she'd been taken away from Ange and so I bring her out into the living room and my family's just sitting here and she's like super fussy and crying and my stepmom's like, oh, can I hold her? And I was like, no <laughs> That's the last thing she needs right now. Like, no, I'm sorry. And they kept telling me to swaddle her. And I was like, swaddling her is not going to make her not hungry. And that's what she is right now. And that's fine. Like, telling me that's not helpful. And they just they just all seemed really annoyed by the whole situation. They didn't seem very happy about it. And I was like, I'm sorry that you're not getting the visit you want. But that's not. And then, like, I, had to, I was like, I have to bring her back. She needs to feed. And then we were going through this huge, like, laundry list of, like, how to, like, care for Ange and for the baby going forward and, like, what test results were, were, and, like, we're talking about, like, um, breastfeeding. They, yeah, we were breastfeeding. getting a lot of breastfeeding advice they and all took this her stuff. blood
1: so she was, like, screaming
2: more. Mm. They didn't take her blood. They gave her...
1: Yeah, well, I they, guess they take her they take they her blood. Her yeah, pathia. it's a, like
2: a um, newborn sc- uh, screening for, like, 20-plus um, diseases or whatever. So they did that, and, like, it was just, like, it was a really big visit, so we were in there for, like, 30, 30 minutes or something and I come out and they're all gone like that's awkward <laughs> they just <laughs> they just left and so I call and did I'm you like Did leave a whopper
0: at least no.
2: nothing no. At no nothing no I call and I'm like sorry like th- this was important or whatever and I call like, oh, why did-? they kept saying like we didn't you didn't think it was gonna last that long I was like I've never said that I just asked you to fucking check before so that we can make sure that this didn't happen whatever so um, they're like, well, we're just in the alley. I was like, okay, well, I'll come out and chat with you for a minute. And my dad goes, okay, well, open the gift that we got you so you can thank us for it. <laughs> was like, okay, that's weird. It was lovely. My aunt got her a bunch of clothes, um, or my aunt and uncle, I guess, and whatever. So I just kind of chatted with them. and it's weird because it felt like... It felt like my, some of my family members, like, didn't get how serious the situation was with Andrew's health. So when I was trying to explain, like, no, she's not okay. Like, no, I'm not okay because I'm stressed out. I'm trying to deal with her. We're trying to keep a person alive for the first time ever. Like, it's totally different. Everything's so overwhelming. We've got a lot on our plates right now. And, like, we really need some help that we finally kind of had to lay down the lot with our family and be like, listen, like, we can't do visits like this. They have to be about us. Because it's not just about feeding us, which is great. Everyone's been feeding us. That's awesome. But it's about, like, helping us meet our emotional needs. Because we had one day where, by the end of it, we were both in tears. Because we were like, Ange only saw the baby when she was hungry. I only saw her when she was poopy. And we both felt disconnected from each other and from the baby. And we were both just, like, really overwhelmed. She was, like, with other people all day. And we're like, that's not okay. That's not, like, right now is about us, like, bonding and setting up our, you know, like, it, it just was really, it was a lot. All the visitors were a lot. And so Ange kind of was like having a freak out and was like, I need to, to just tell everybody that this is not what they can expect. They need to expect that like our emotional needs are getting met and that they're not going to hold the baby the whole day. That's not what it's for. And, I'm, and I was like, listen, I'm fucking tired of people telling me I have her for the rest of my life. I don't get these days back ever. And that's not helpful to have someone tell me that. So it kind of sparked some like hurt feelings, I think, but it was just sort of like we needed people to understand what what we needed and it was good for us but it did take us like several days to kind of figure out what was good for us and what wasn't so it was challenging the first week was really hard yes
1: my advice is to not nobody visitors. for a week
2: honestly just like, one week Two one weeks. week well it depends on three it depends on what you're Seventeen. Dealing with. Seven Seven. <laughs> it definitely depends on what you're dealing with like and what happened to Ange that like The hemorrhage she had happens in like 6% of births. Most women don't have to deal with that. If you don't have to deal with that, it makes life probably a lot easier (laughs) than what we were dealing with.
1: Yeah, I was just looking on someone's Facebook and they had a baby not that long before me and they're like, just went on a walk to Granville Island and along the seawall. I was like, (laughs) fuck, I can't even imagine that at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's been three weeks.
2: Well, and, our, and I, and our doula told us like she had the same kind of hemorrhage and she was like, literally, you're going to think you're okay. And you're going to go for a walk around the block. And she's like, what happened to me? I went like three houses down and was like, Dave, get the car. I can't <laughs> walk back. And I totally could see how that could happen. Cause when we finally took Ange outside, it was like five, six days, maybe we walked to the park across the street. Like it's not even a park. It's like the,
0: like you went to that of- alley, you went to the <laughs> dirty alley over there. <laughs>
2: No, but you know, like, outside of that building, right? There's that little seating area. I went over there, and I and, just and started walking. And she's like, I feel like my vagina's going to fall out. <laughs> Which is apparently very normal, because everything's loose, and it feels weird, or whatever. That is
0: my other question about your body, mm. all of these things that have happened. Do you, When you when you say, like, in the middle of it, then this one of your birth people was like, I'm just going to stick my finger in your anus. At that point, you're just like, whatever, you've all been and done all of those things. Do you feel differently about your body now that it's over or does it feel like this mechanized thing or like you know like do you have a different relationship to yourself and your body do you think
1: yeah like I was saying I was explaining this to you earlier like I feel different about my uterus Mm -hmm. for sure I feel like my uterus has like a mind of its own
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love what what was it that you said afterwards you were like I feel like my uterus is just like had a secret all this time and now it's like see bitch this is what i've been (laughs) totally this is what
1: i've been practicing for now you know what i'm here for yeah like it it's it's its own thing and it was like you totally underestimated me (laughs) because like i was saying it's it wasn't me that was doing anything it was my uterus was just pushing this baby out Mm -hmm. i was just sort of there
2: well also the interesting thing is because of all the stitches and everything like Afterwards, she was like, I need you to look, because somebody needs to know what's going on and what's normal, because if it gets infected,
1: I'm not looking there. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I definitely, like, had a different relationship in that I didn't want to see it. Mm. I didn't want to look. I could feel how swollen it was when I would, like, pat it down to, like, dry or whatever, and I was like, fuck, it feels, it felt huge. I'm sure it didn't look as big as it felt, but it felt like I had fucking bowling balls for." baby, yeah
0: Jackie did it look as <laughs> big
1: as it felt Yeah, I don't know how big it felt,
0: but it didn't look how
1: big looked. was it three days later?
2: three days later, it looked like so the, I think that like maybe, not troubling part, but the surprising part was that you could see inner anatomy coming out so like it looked like something was was coming out of the opening of her vulva, and it wasn't coming out per se, it's just like swollen, so it was sticking out
0: like, m- lips, or we're talking more than lips? <laughs>
2: like, like, inner canal. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and there's all these stitches, and it's all bloody, and like, y- y- when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it after she's, because she had to have a sits bath, so it's like sitting in like a little bidet style thing, it's not spring, it's just like soaking your vagina. And, I mean, Kendall brought over this, like, amazing tea thing with, like, all these herbs and flowers and stuff in it that's, like, helpful for healing that smelled amazing and it, like, looked gorgeous. Um, so it was... Fuck, it was messy. <laughs> it was a very messy process. There was always blood on the bathroom floor, like, every day. I was cleaning <laughs> blood off the bathroom floor and off the, the, all the parts of the toilet and, like, the floor getting to the ba- bedroom. We had these, like, massive, like, blue pads. Not, like, pads. Like, it's, like, a, a sheet... But you'd get from, like, a hospital. That's, like, an absorbent pad Mm -hmm. that you'd, like, kind of walk with it, like, in between your legs, or, like,
1: somebody would hold it. It was was kind of ridiculous. And then I would just, like, sit and try and, like, air dry my giant swollen vagina. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But after that, she'd be like, "Kate, you have to look. So
2: I'd, I'd literally, like, get right down there, and I would be, like you know, like, nose, like, six inches away from her vagina, like, the looking at it. closest you've
0: ever been to it, let
2: <laughs> Well, the closest attention I've ever looked at it with, because generally I'm not down there for that.
1: With a scientific eye. Yes. I'd be like, oh, well, this part right, looks different. Right, a different like,
0: relationship to your body even yeah, your partner as well. Totally. And it was, like, it was funny, too,
2: because we'd have these conversations, like, this is weird. It, like, this could be a weird thing, but it's not weird. Like, it doesn't, and, like... You know, most people have this thing in a relationship where they're like, I don't want you to see my like bloody mm. tampon in the toilet or like my bloody pad or whatever. I and know and I was thinking Now that too. it's like
1: <laughs> I was like, why is this like from this point on I'm still going to like not be like, "Hey, period blood everywhere," <laughs> but for some reason it's like post baby blood I don't care about. Yeah.
2: I think maybe in the future you won't think it's that big of a deal to
0: like leave You're going to be removing it. all of her tampons <laughs> for now. <laughs> i like, I can't do it.
2: Oh my god, in one, one day, I think it was like maybe three or four days afterwards, I don't even remember what I said, but I said something that I was not intending to be funny, but she started laughing and was like, no, and totally Peter her pants. No, <laughs> oh,
1: I wasn't even the pants, it was no. when I was trying to air dry my vagina, oh, oh, yeah, no. so it just like came out on one of those pads.
2: Well, actually, what could have been really bad, because it could have stung a lot, but thankfully it didn't, but she was just like oh i just peed myself and i was like i don't care i'm sorry she, and then she finally was just like because it, it was like that like laughing attack thing where you like can't stop laughing and she was just like get out of here <laughs> i was like i wasn't even trying to be funny but when i'd say that it would make her laugh so i was like fuck so i just like walked down the room and was like okay i came back and i was like can i help you clean up and she was like yes
1: but my first poo was uneventful thankfully but i was really mm. scared for it too i was she scared was like, of pooing and i was scared of vomiting mm-hmm because you're any, any sort of like uncontrollable force really freaked me out and i kept asking the midwives too i was like am i gonna vomit they're like no I like, why would you vomit? i was just like oh, i just i'm scared of everything yeah. but yeah i, I just soft like softwares. sat on the toilet mm-hmm. and was like i'm doing nothing and just like let it happen and I was like, <laughs> yeah you're okay. just not supposed to push <laughs> and you're supposed to What of the midwives suggested taking like a warm cloth and just like putting it on your stitches on your vagina so you're kind of like holding it right and i was just sitting there holding the cloth waiting for something to like prompt me to do that, but I didn't need to, so I was just like, okay,
0: that sounds like it'd be a nice feeling all the time. Just like a warm cloth in your vagina while you're pooping, like, yeah. I want that as an option in all public restrooms. <laughs> Where's my warm cloth kitchen? I have to take a shit. Everyone knows at work when you're going to shit because you like, <laughs> go like, you're a little cloth.
2: <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I keep asking her too about like how she feels about her body, and it's been interesting because. Because breastfeeding was so painful, and she's had a lot of, like, cracks and painful issues with her nipples, I kept being like, like, what does it feel like to have such big breasts? Like, you've never had large breasts. And she was just like, I don't know. Like, for the longest time, there was, like, no answer to that, because she was like, I don't know, it just fucking hurts. Like, because there was a point when she would be trying to breastfeed, and she, the baby would get on, and she would just be like, ow, 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 like, angry, like, frustrated crying, because it was so painful. So that was like a weird question. And then also, she doesn't even really look like she had a baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: her tummy or like her abdomen is almost the same size as it was before she had the baby. It's soft and it's like this weird kind of doughy soft. Yeah, it feels <laughs> so funny. weird. But I, I keep asking her questions. The, the one complaint she's had is that her butt is small. She thinks her butt is smaller than it was before. And I, I don't know that it's necessary. Did you always smaller. think your butt was small? Her butt's always been small, but it was like...
1: I felt like it had a little bit more badonkadonk. Mm. Now it only has, like, badonk.
2: Yeah, there's no... (laughs) Badonk. I think her ass looks fine, but I'm just, like, amazed at how quickly her body has bounced back. Her vagina has bounced back. Like, it looks fine. You want
0: to
1: see? I do.
0: Do it. Oh, she's showing me
1: it's great right isn't it the best vagina it is quite small (laughs) and tight it's a small
2: situation (laughs) or what was it the situation formerly known as small
1: yeah
2: and I made a joke I think maybe after like a week I was like so you want to have sex and she just looked at me like like horrified I was like obviously I'm kidding and then she was like oh my god some women actually have a partner that would actually think that that was acceptable like some like super misogynist like gross men would would think like that I was like yeah, really glad I'm not with anybody like that. I mean, you could have a female partner that's like that, too, but it's less likely.
1: I, like, can't imagine anything going inside me at this point. And I feel fine. Like, my vagina feels like it's pretty much back to normal. hmm No, not for a while. Like, stay out of there, please. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I
2: mean, they tell you you shouldn't have anything, no penetration for six weeks. Like, anything. Tampon, nothing. Um... That seems really small. Like, that Mm -hmm. seems like a short amount of time to recover from something like that. Yeah. But I would never... Oh, my God. And also, like, I was like, do you think I have the energy to have sex right now? Like, oh, my God. I was so exhausted. That first week was, like, like a marathon every day. It was so, so draining physically and emotionally.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I've gone on long bike rides and I'm just like, no sex for at least two days after. Cause that shit hurts. So I, I can, can only imagine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah. It was, it's like the craziest experience though, because it's like these super high highs because I would just look at the baby and be like, Oh my God, we have this amazing baby. She's so wonderful. We did it. We had the, you know, the home birth that we wanted and like nobody's everybody's safe. Everyone's okay. Like we're so lucky. And then it would be these like super intense, really anxious, really overwhelmed, really worried. And you would go from one to the other. Like it was just, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. Although I will say like, I understand the whole like nobody for a week thing, but we had people come in that were so helpful. Like Katie one day was like, I'm coming over and doing your laundry. I was like, oh, okay. She just did. She came over. Yeah, but that's different
0: than a visit. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not no other humans. So,
2: Yeah. yeah. If you're taking that advice, which you should, let your people who will come in and help and, like, you can sit and be naked on your bed and you don't care if they're there. Like, those people are the ones you want around. And the meal train, oh, my God. Our friend Jen set up this meal train that was, like, amazing. It made everything so much easier. And I even said to her, like... I think I was telling her like just how hard things were and she was like do you want me to add another week and I was like I feel really bad saying this but yes I'm really not coping very well and this is like I can't imagine having to be responsible to feed myself
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and and my wife (laughs) like so that was really awesome and on and like my mom came and she did all the shopping that I wish I'd done got all the stuff I needed you know like she did a ton of stuff to help she did two major shops for us and like came and cleaned and did some food prep and stuff. And my sister came and like, um, fed us us and like left us with this like massive thing of stew. Um, I can't even like name everybody that helped us. There were so many people that were in and out and like helping. And Sarah was fantastic. Every time she came back, she would just sort of like,
1: (laughs) that was her laughing. (laughs)
2: She did this the other day, she was sleeping and I thought she was crying and then I like looked at her and she was like, she was like giggling, but it was, it was sort of unsettling (laughs) because she was dead asleep. (laughs) It was like cute and then like, (laughs) it's so weird watching them dream because babies spend like 50% of their sleep in REM. So they dream a lot more than, than adults or than like even older children. But I'm like, what are you dreaming about? Like, are they actual experiences or is it just like a general feeling? Because they like laugh, it's they just cry. Like big
0: eyes. Yeah. Like a face. I know. And boobs. Boobs. All boobs. Mm.
1: She's such a good little lesbian already. So, yeah. So that's that. That's our story. That's how Sterling came to be. Okay, thanks. Great. Love you. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Let's just not do the podcast at all. The
2: <laughs> baby mama's.
0: Thanks for listening to the Baby Mamas Podcast. Make sure to like them on
1: Facebook and give them a great review on iTunes. Have a good day.